Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Flashback Cafe right here on 107.1 WPGU, or so you thought. Haha. <laughs> no, this is a podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Austin Spaulding, and today I have a very special guest. Uh, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, I'm Colin. Uh, I am from WPGU. I'm on Take It Away, but... Um... We haven't been on the air for a while, so uh, I'll excuse you for probably forgetting about that. Yeah, it's but just... But I happen to be around, so I'm here. Every time that I start talking for saying Flashback Cafe, I go straight into my normal, like, on-air run. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I, it's like, you'd think by now I would have I probably broke it, like, broke that habit, but I just right. cannot seem to break the habit. Um, it's just so easy to continue to say the whole thing. Um, but yeah, eh, we're... It'll serve you well when we eventually do get back on the air. Yeah, true, true. So, Colin, you haven't been on uh, on the Flashback podcast yet. Um, basically, what we do here, right, we're going to do a little rundown of a band, um, mm-hmm. and then we're going to talk about it a little bit. You already knew that since I told you. That was more of, for people who are first-time listeners, that's what it is. Uh, and today is a band that, so for those of you guys who don't know, let me start with this. For those of you guys who don't know, Colin and I have lived together for three years. Um, we've been roommates for the first three years of college, um, and so we we know, we have very similar music tastes, and we listen or not very similar, but we have we have a very adjacent music tastes. <laughs> yeah, mine are mine are noticeably more eclectic, but they do overlap quite a bit. Yeah, there's I think we have perpendicular music taste. There's like yeah. a big intersection, but ultimately they kind of stray in different directions at the end. Um, and so when I asked Colin to be on today, uh, I told him we could do a band that him and I would blare. Usually, like we, I think we blared it when we were like cleaning and packing last year um, out of yeah. our out of our apartment. It was and great they, timing too because it was a brand new album at the time. That's true. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, without teasing it any further, that band is Muse. They're an English rock band. Uh, they they formed in 1994. Which let me just say, crazy that they're from '94, right? Yeah. Um, they've been around for so long. Um, but, yep, yeah, they they put out their first album, Showbiz, in 1999. Um, it was a very, like, alternative rock kind of album. Um, their second mm-hmm. album was called Origin of Symmetry. came out in 2001. Um, then Absolution in 2003. Um, I think their next one was Black Holes and Revelations from 2006. Yep. Um, that one had a super massive black hole on it. Which uh, I, I would say is still a pretty, pretty popular song. Yeah. Um, at least with you and me, Colin. Um, <laughs> the Resistance came out in 2009. Um, Drones came out in 2015. It was a concept album, which is really interesting. Um, and then the album that Colin and I would play when we were packing uh, came out in 2018, and that was Simulation Theory, um, which I still say that the Dig Down Acoustic performance is one of my favorite like musical performances in a long time um, that is pretty good it's so amazing my favorite from simulation theory um that wasn't actually on the album for some reason was the um they did a live performance of pressure but um the instrumentals they did with the ucla marching band mm-hmm. it's so really cool. really good but i it's not on itunes which irritates me so much really um, i don't know if it's on spotify and that stuff it might be we we'll look for it We'll try to find a good uh, a good version of it, right? Um, so, 
Was Knights of Cy- I want to I want to go back. So I think Knights of Cydonia was uh, Black Holes and Revelations. I think. Okay, I was gonna say that I think Knights of Cydonia is one of my f- like one of my favorite alternative rock songs. Yeah. Um, it's just such an interesting song. <laughs> mm-hmm. There are just so many like that on Black Holes and Revelations in particular, like um, Starlight and Invincible. I'm also a huge fan of. Yeah. Um, Starlight was the second single they put out for that album. Um, and Invincible is the fourth, so it makes sense. Those are the... They put out five singles on that album. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. Um, anyway. <laughs> I um, So, we're talking about Muse today, right? And, Colin, I told you that we needed a discussion question. And, and you came up with a pretty good one. And so I'll, I'll let you go ahead and just say your question. Because it was a little better than anything I was coming up with at the time. All right, fair enough. So um, the question I was going to come up with, because this is something that uh, comes up a lot when I talk about Muse just in general, is is it better for a band to have one distinct sound that's really good, that they refine, but it gets a little bit samey after a while? Or is it better for them to kind of be all over the place and have a lot of stuff that sounds different? Personally, I think it I think it depends on like what genre you're in. Hmm. Um, because I think that... Like, certain artists can get away with it a little bit more in, yeah. um, like, certain genres, whereas other ones, it's like they're 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 asking you to push limits, right? Right. Um, but honestly, I don't know if I have a great answer. I want to know your opinion, though. Since, since you brought up the question, you say you talk about this a lot, I would love to hear where you stand on this. Yeah. I, I think, personally, it depends on if you find, like, just a really unique sound that a lot of people like. Because there are a lot of bands that, in my mind, I would classify as falling in that stick-with-the-same-sound category that I really, really like. Like, I love um, The Fray, just the kind of piano rock style. Yeah. And bands like Green Day, like, obviously their songs are different, but they stay kind of in that same area, and it's all really good. Muse, I think, works better as an experimental thing, though. Like, if you listen to something from, say, Origin of Symmetry, and then you go and listen to uh, something from Drones, mm-hmm. you're going to have no idea what the heck's going on. Like, you might not even know they're from the same band, yeah. but they're both good in different ways. Like, one of the things that I like the most about Muse is when they release a new album, there are probably going to be two or three songs that I absolutely hate on it because they're not willing to make everything just the same sound. Mm-hmm. So you would rather have an album where you love half of it and don't like the other half than just be okay the whole way through? It's just kind of it's kind of a philosophical thing, I guess. Like yep. I just like that they're willing to say, okay, this is a cool thing that we thought of and we're going to do it. Some of you are going to like it, some of you aren't. But we're not just going to play the exact same sound we've been playing for 20 years just because we know it's going to sell the album. You know, We want to do different stuff. I, li- I actually I like that answer a lot. Like That's a really uh, like commendable way to look at it. Um, Personally, I I do prefer when bands, like, try new stuff with how they sound. Because the whole, well, this doesn't sound like X or Y band just doesn't make sense to me. Like, that's such a weird Mm -hmm. non-argument of, like, it doesn't sound like this band. It's like, well, I'm sorry. At that point, it's like, well, they made it, so now that's what they sound like. It's like, I'm sorry you really liked this one album and kind of hoped that everything would be like it, but it's not. Like, that's... Mm -hmm. Let the bands branch out. Because Fall Out Boy struggled really hard when they were putting out their newest album, Mania. Mm-hmm. And I will admit that it wasn't perfect, right? They put out the first song, and it was like a weird EDM. And I, it, but I liked it, and I didn't like it, you know? It didn't mm-hmm. feel, and it was one of those, like, it didn't feel like Fall Out Boy, but at the same time, it really felt like Fall Out Boy. Because it had, you could tell it was like their song. It was just 
EDM instead of anything else. Um, and then as the album went on, they really dialed it back and kind of went for like that safer sound. But I, yeah. I liked that their first single, they were like, let's push things. Let's just see, <laughs> let's see what, what people will think. Because um, I think for a long time, Fall Out Boy was really good about like each album kind of having its own distinct sound while being like in the same genre. Um, yeah. Like I could listen to a song from Folly Ado and listen to a song from um, Infinity on High and I could be like, oh, those are from different albums but they're right. both the same band. I was going to say, yeah, that's another big thing with Muse is just every album having kind of its own theme. Mm-hmm. And they've definitely had their fair share of like early stuff in the album getting weird mixed reviews. Like um, I remember, I'm pretty sure this was the second law. One of the tracks on it, um, Unsustainable, half of the track is basically an auto-tuned physics lecture about <laughs> entropy. I love that. And I'm not going to lie. It is a really fun listen. It's not my favorite on the album, but it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So now this brings me to, to something that I, I'm a little more, like I stand a little more strongly on. I think albums should have the, like a feel the whole way through, whereas a band's discography can be really different. Like I think that if you're going to make an album, there should be like a, a, a general feel throughout the whole album, right? Whereas yeah. in, in, in a band's history, each album can be different. I think that's like the way I look at it, right? I think that's fair. Because you look at 21 Pilots, and with with their three albums that um, like are the ones that people know the best, which are Trench, Blurry Face, and Vessel, those mm-hmm. are three very distinctly different albums. But they're all Twenty One Pilots, and I like all of them as different aspects of what Twenty One Pilots can do. And I think that it's like you, we see, and then also their self made out al- or their self titled album. Um, but that's I don't really count that one since it's very. Um, like people don't talk about it as much. It's not. It wasn't really in their in their fame wheelhouse. Yeah. But it's like, I love each of them as different albums, and I listen to them all on different times, and I know that they're all Twenty One Pilots, and I'm just happy that they when they started the album, they were like, this is the feel of this album, and then they they made Trench, and they were like, all right, instead of that that high octane rocky kind of sound we went for in um, in Blurry Face, like that that fast paced upbeat. We're gonna go a little more like mellowed out, um, and I, I I really like when bands are are able to do that, you know. Yeah, I think in some ways that's the best way to go about it, especially because a lot of people like look at music just in terms of albums rather than individual songs or yeah. just two or three songs. Definitely. Yeah, and I think um, maybe I guess that's part of why Muse kind of centered the discussion is because they do a lot of variance both with uh, between albums and within albums. Mm-hmm. Like, there are some songs within albums that just feel like they do not belong there at all, even though they're good. Like, um, you specifically mentioned Dig Down earlier. Mm-hmm. Like, that does not flow all that well <laughs> with a lot of the songs surrounding it on the album, especially the acoustic. Yeah. It, it jerks you around a little bit. Yeah, Dig Down is, it, it's, it's a song that I love, and it's the reason I, like, gave Simulation Theory a chance. And then the more I listened to Simulation Theory, the more I was like, Oh wow! <laughs> this album and Dig Down are like very distinct. <laughs> yeah, uh, like one of their most well-known songs, "Madness." Like that's probably one of the most popular Muse songs right now. That one has the same thing. It's really not much like the rest of the album. Yeah, I would argue "Madness" is the reason a lot of people know Muse. Probably, um, yeah. Me, that and, and "Knights of Cydonia." Yeah, I definitely. It's like those two are the ones that probably brought people into into listening to Muse. Um, 
And I see Muse as like the alternative version of Daft Punk, where they've been around hmm. for so long, and it's like every time it's different. Like they're just doing something new, um, right? And they still manage to find success with it, and I really like that. Um, Damn! Now I really want to see a Muse performance where Matthew Bellamy, their lead singer, just has one of the Daft Punk type helmets. I think Muse and Daft Punk, if they toured together, we need to go to that. Like if, they, oh, if yeah. we can get a, a Muse and Daft Punk co-tour. Um, like an out al- if they made an album together, oh my yeah, if they, goodness. if they collaborated, that would be absolutely nuts. Can you imagine? Oh, that would be so cool. Um, I keep looking. So Colin, as you know, I, uh, I have an NES, a Nintendo entertainment system um, yes. and it's set up. It's set up on my desk right next to where I am right now. And I keep looking down and I have a little, uh, I have a sticker on the side of it and it's a British flag and it says Muse on it. And I forgot that that was on there, um, but <laughs> It's like the first thing I'm looking at, and I think that's really funny that um, that I just have that chilling on the on the side of the NES. Oh, now I uh, feel like I've got to get a Muse sticker. I'll I'll see if I can find you one, Colin. <laughs> It'll be your, I for, might... your, for your birthday this year. I'll just ship a whole bunch of Muse stickers. I might have to try to get a Drones one. That might be my favorite album. Okay, so let me let me let me bounce off that then. Um, you are way more of a Muse fan than I am. Uh, I would consider myself to be a very casual Muse fan. And I would consider you to be an above-average Muse fan, as you have listened to more than just like their big hits. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, where do you think, like, what do you think Muse's top albums are? Um, okay. Like, if, if you uh, had to rank the albums in order of your favorites, do you think yeah. you could? Um, probably, yeah. Okay. So right off the bat, my least favorite, but not because it's bad, is um, Origin of Symmetry. Mm-hmm. Um. That kind of goes back to the point I was bringing up. Like, I respect the fact that they're willing to do something that not everyone is going to like. Mm-hmm. Like, I really like the tone that they got with it. It's just not my most fun thing to listen to. I understand. Um, let's see. After that, probably Absolution. Hmm. I don't know. It just got a little bit samey for me, but there are a bunch of highlights in it. Yeah. Um, Black Holes and Revelations is a solid middle. I could switch that out with The Resistance. Because mm-hmm. I just love a ton of stuff from both of those. Okay. Um, let's see. I think Simulation Theory, probably my second favorite right now. Yeah. Just, um, I really love a lot one. of the... Yeah, Drones is definitely number one. They went with a little bit more kind of mainstream rock sound for it. But the thing is, they are really good at doing that when they decide to. Mm-hmm. And also, it just has some of my favorite songs from Muse. Like, Psycho is amazing, and um, my favorite Muse song is Mercy. And they're both on there. So I noticed a trend, Colin. And that's, as as the albums got newer, they were higher up on your list. Um, that is an almost consistent trend, yeah. <laughs> Um, which I, I, I like that. Um, I like that, like, as they, as they continue on, you see them as, as a, like, getting better. Um, which I think is a testament to a band like Muse. They've been around for, oh, longer than I've been alive. <laughs> <laughs> that is a weird thing to think about, but right? yeah. The Muse is five, Muse as a band is five years older than I am. Um, yeah. nuts, absolutely nuts to think about. Um, so Colin. This is gonna be. I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna switch uh, lanes a little bit here. I'm gonna ask you a question. Have you seen the video where Muse was told they had to do a pre-recorded um, like performance on live TV? So they all switched instruments with each other. I have not seen that. That you, sounds amazing. I would. I would look it up. Um, they were told hmm. they had to lip sync on uh, on the on like a live show, 
So yeah. they all just they were like, well, if we don't actually have to play the instruments, none of us are going to be on our own instruments. So like the lead singer, I think, is <laughs> drumming. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's 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 worth watching. Um, that sounds amazing. Definitely a find fun that. time. So now, Colin, I have a discussion question of my own. Okay. When you think of Muse, right, you think of uh, you think of like that madness style of like really long, drawn out vowels and like a really synthy, like relaxing, vibey like feeling, right? Sure. If you could choose one song to remake in that Muse style, <laughs> what, oh. what song do you think you would go with? Oh. I like to imagine Crocodile Rock by Elton John. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> okay, I think. Oh, that'd be so dumb. I love it. I think what I would go with is um, I'm gonna I'm gonna rebel a little bit here because this wouldn't be entirely Madness style. Yeah, I think I go with have We to be Be the Madness style, but I just mean like a Muse version of a song. Yeah, I think I'd go with We Belong by Pat Benatar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good answer. That is a funny answer. Um, I, I want to hear just that in Muse. That'd be great. Oh, no, 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 dude. Carry on Wayward Son. That'd but, be pretty good. But now it's Muse. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be hilarious. Um, yeah. Ooh, wake I'm... Me Up Before You Go-Go. I know that's not the title <laughs> of that song, but I can never remember it. Is it Wait, not? is it? I, think I don't it is. even know. Yeah, no, it's Wake Me Up Before You Go Go by Wham. Um, okay. The only thing is, you didn't say go hyphen go. It's go hyphen go. Dang it. I, you can never say the hyphen. But yeah. Um, Spider hyphen man. What's the. I, I think Build Me Up Buttercup. Um, Ooh, that'd be good. Is that. Is the song called Just Build Me Up Buttercup, right? Yeah, it is. Okay. I think that one would lend itself to a really good. Um, like a really good Muse cover. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something like Lightning Crashes, but honestly, uh, live as a band is kind of in Muse territory already. Yeah. Like, it's kind of Muse adjacent anyway. Yeah. Um, God, I, I love this idea of Muse making a cover album in their style. Yeah, we should try to get them to do it. Because we'll start tweeting at Muse every day until they make a <laughs> cover album. It's like, Muse, build me up, Buttercup. Do it. At, at do Muse, it. Please cover Build Me Up Buttercup, but in your own style. Please. We should just keep doing that forever. That would be that would be something. That's definitely see, an that's, idea we have. See, that's like while we're stuck in just, you know, COVID situations, mm-hmm. that's something we can try to get done. Yeah, mu- like musicians who have been doing like really fun experimental things and like during this time have been really cool to me. Um, like the, the rapper Machine Gun Kelly, he's not, um, like obviously people kind of don't like him. He's not like regarded as a great rapper by a lot of people. Um, but during the, he's been putting out like some freestyles pretty regularly that have been like kind of more personal stuff, um, during, during this. And I, I really like that. I think that that was a really cool thing that he's done. Um, he also put out a, a cover of Misery Business by Paramore with Travis Barker of Blink-182 drumming, um, which I think was the most impressive thing he's put out lately. Hmm. Um, yeah, I love how some people have just been having fun with it. Yeah, definitely. Do you know you know Jason Derulo? Do you know who that is? Yeah. Um, he's huge on TikTok. Huh. Like, that's what he's been doing. That's madness, dude. That's I feel like it's almost cheating for somebody who's already famous to go on it. 
Yeah, but he's like the content he makes is like actually really entertaining to watch sometimes. <laughs> um, like he he does the he does the platform well. Yeah. Is, I feel like that's like YouTube rewind when they say like, oh yeah, the biggest YouTuber, the biggest small content creator. It was Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, that was so dumb, dude. Oh my goodness, I li- I can't. Uh, I have I have some problems with, um, and uh, I've talked about this a couple times before. We have some, we here at Flashback have some problems with the way YouTube is run because it's just <laughs> counterintuitive to the way we want to use YouTube. <laughs> yeah, like rewind in particular, I don't care about at all. But the site as a whole is just—it's kind of a mess. Yeah, it's all wacko. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about relating to Muse, Colin? Ah, uh, not really. Okay, then I'm gonna ask you one more thing. Okay. If I've asked this uh, about a different genre of music to the other guys on Flashback. But I haven't asked it to you because it was originally a pop punk question. But I'm gonna make it not about pop punk. Um, we talked about Muse and Daft Punk. How cool it would be to see them together, right? Yeah. If you could choose a dream concert, and this is this is it doesn't have to include Muse. If you could make a dream concert, what would your dream concert be? You can have two headliners and an opener. Uh, um. Okay. Two headliners and an opener. For, uh, so, while you're thinking, I'll go ahead and say, for the pop-punk one, I think I had All-American Rejects opening, and then Paramore and My Chemical Romance as my, my two headliners. <laughs> um, That's solid. Yeah, because, yeah, I again, it was a very pop-punk-centered episode. We talked about Fall Out Boy and pop-punk, so... Yeah. Um, Alright, I think I'd just go for the most completely random tone-swapping concert of all time. Yeah. Let's see. Um, I've got two bands. I just don't have the third one. Hmm. Okay, I'd go Sister Hazel for the opener, mm-hmm. then Muse, then Styx. Very interesting. That I don't. I did not expect that to be your answer, and I don't know why. I don't know. I just feel like that'd have a decent flow to it, even though it would make no sense whatsoever. Yeah, I part of me was wondering if you would say Jack Johnson. <laughs> that would have been even better for making the combination make no <laughs> sense. I should have gone with that. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I like that would be a really cool concert. I think I think that would be um, an interesting one to, to, to see to put together. I'm just trying to figure out like who is the audience that shows up to that. Yeah. <laughs> Other than just me. You, your dad, maybe. <laughs> Uh, me, if you asked me to go with you, <laughs> uh, a bunch of like sixty-year-olds, I think. Yeah, I think you get a lot of sixty-year-old men um, to to fill up that concert. <laughs> um, It'd be the weirdest mosh pit of all time. Definitely. Um, but I think I think on that note, uh, that's where we're gonna call it for today. Um, had a really nice little talk about Muse. A little bit of a little bit of discussion, a little bit of thought-provoking questions, a little bit of crocodile rock, really drawn out. Um, la, la 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 la. That's the part I would love most to see Muse do. I, um, I would love it if it was just drawn out to like four times the length yeah, every like note. A, it's like a twelve-minute-long song. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening to Flashback. Uh, I'm Austin Spaulding. I'm Colin. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a last name. <laughs>
It's is that a long running joke from when we're on air? Don't you do that when we're on air too? No, I, I think the long running joke last time was uh, I'm Austin Spaulding, and then I say, and I'm also here. Yep. Oh, yep. That's right. Uh, and so I screwed it flashback. up. Here, we'll do, we, we can do it one more time. I'm Austin Spaulding. And I'm still here. There you go. And this has been Flashback. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week.